0: Welcome to the Healthy Marriage Podcast. Health is our passion and balance is key. I'm talking about marriage, intimacy, nutrition, faith, fitness, and finances.
1: We believe that staying healthy in all areas will help you, your marriage, and your family thrive in everyday life. Join us as we share our experiences and talk about what it truly looks like to have a healthy lifestyle and a healthy marriage.
0: All right, how's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Healthy Marriage Podcast, baby. How you doing? Good. <laughs> so, why have we not been on the podcast for a while?
1: Well, we've had a lot of things go on in our life. So, we have a job change mm-hmm. right now. We went to Paris and London for a double date baby moon with my parents. Oh, yeah. That was so fun. Did you have fun in Paris? Oh yeah, yeah that was the best trip ever. So. What was
0: your favorite part?
1: Um, seeing the Eiffel Tower and the London Eye with you—that was super cool. And Ooh. then, of course, breaking my zipper because my stomach was too big. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She had
0: this really. Well, you've had this jacket for like a long time. Yeah. Right.
1: It's always big on me.
0: And <laughs> the next thing you know, it just kept popping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Belly
0: so big. well you're thirty weeks now, right?
1: I am 30 weeks on Wednesday on Wednesday whoa mm. so in Third like a trimester. Few days yeah so
0: yeah I was not the biggest fan of Paris <laughs> it was fun and it was good to see the Eiffel Tower yeah and everything there and the coffee shops I guess those were cool and the pastries and things like that which we yeah. really can't eat most of it but just seeing yeah. it, it was cool yeah but London, man, those people are super friendly, mm-hmm. amazing. It's a beautiful place.
1: Yeah, that was I would super live fun. there
0: if we did not live here. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cool place.
1: Yeah, and your job transfer. That yeah. has been super cool. Well, career change, not transfer. Oh yeah, yeah. But with yeah. prime guidance, the yeah. family business. Yeah. Getting super involved. Yeah. So that's so, been fun.
0: Claudia's side of the family. They started an e-commerce consulting business. And so I've been training to kind of learn that for a long time now. What? Seven months. months now? Yeah. Actually, like seven months. Okay. So now we're, we finally started to get some uh, clients with that. And so we've been um, transitioning to that. So I was working full time at my other job and basically mm-hmm. full time doing this. So we just didn't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But we're getting back in the groove and able to make our podcast again. So hopefully this can yeah. be a uh, once a week type thing.
1: Yeah, and see how baby, our baby boy in our arms with us, mm-hmm. recording these podcasts. So That's going to be super fun. Name is
0: not allowed to yeah, be said. Almost said it. <laughs> from the wife. So, sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into it.
0: Yeah, so we're doing a Q&A, right? As you guys probably know from the title, uh, we got some questions. Babe, would you like to read us the questions?
1: Yeah, so we have five questions. The first one is I feel like every couple fights. Mm-hmm. When troubles come up, how do you stay calm and work it out?
0: Mm. What do you think, babe?
1: Well, one thing that, one piece of advice that has really stuck with me is that you are a team with your spouse. Mm. And when you fight, you can't be against each other. So when me and you fight, I feel like I just always have to remember, like, you're on my same side. And, like, we shouldn't be against each other.
0: And I would say ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, like, we mm-hmm. have an argument. It's basically from an under, a misunderstanding.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Like, you thought I said one thing, mm-hmm. right? But I actually said another thing and vice versa.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: normally, if you just sit down and put all your pride aside and just talk it out, you can kind of dissect what the real issue is. And then you're like, wait why are we even fighting about that because I didn't Mm. even say that you didn't even say that you didn't even mean it that way Mm. and then that's basically most of the problem
1: yeah I heard a really good piece of advice is ask your partner what they heard after you said something because Mm. sometimes it's just the misinterpretation because you're so fired up and you are hearing things differently because of that Mm -hmm. so that's one thing that we do where I'm like babe like do you hear me like what did what did you get out of what i just told you yes, i get that a especially lot. Yeah. when i talk so much <laughs> i'm like okay what did i say that you remember so yeah. i know you heard so me
0: so she helps me understand <laughs> too but in the question it says how do you stay calm i think that's going to be more of like a self-discipline kind of area you mm.
1: know yeah, we used to have crazy stupid fights. Oh my, oh my gosh, God. I remember. Let's just expose ourselves, okay? okay. All right. <laughs> so, I remember um when Ben first moved back from Kansas after a year of long distance, we thought we had it all together and whenever we got in an argument it was like an explosive conversation and, and like i would throw time. i would throw words like do you want to break up with me huh like is that what it is and you'd be like no like i'm just upset and i remember like leaving the house as in the middle of a conversation and you're like sitting in the middle of the road because you're, <laughs> you're so <laughs> mad that i'm trying to leave <laughs> <laughs> I just remember yeah. how stupid our fights were, because we just did not know what the heck we were doing. Mm-hmm. We did not know how to communicate. Well,
0: because our whole relationship <laughs> was over the phone. I know. When so you have time so to like, You have time to think about what you're uh-huh. texting, right? Yeah. And then if you're mad on the phone, like guess you could just hang up, right? Uh-huh. Or you could just wait till you're good to actually reply. I know. But when you're in person, you don't have the luxury to do that. Mm-hmm. So you have to be like a real person. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> but I always thought that you were against me. And so I would explode trying to defend and protect myself. And then I'm like, okay, wait. Like, he's literally sitting in the middle of the road. that mad that I'm trying to leave in the middle of our argument. Like, I need to chill out. So I was willing yeah. to die for you. <laughs> In the neighborhood. And you wouldn't
0: run me over.
1: <laughs> but I yeah, not? I think that we have mastered disciplining ourselves with staying calm yeah. because we have realized like we don't want to fight. We love our relationship when we're fun and able to just talk. So like mm. if we want that, we need to like chill
0: out. Yeah. And you have to practice it. I'm going to expose myself a little bit. Okay, later. what? You Remember when I broke my phone? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh gosh!
0: All right, so we this is during the long distance, Kate. Okay? So when I was long distance, we only been together for like a year, <laughs> yeah. right? We were only seventeen, mm-hmm. so like we, you know, didn't know what we were doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Claudia made me so mad <laughs> on the phone. I literally took my iPhone <laughs> and I snapped it in half. So how do you stay calm? Don't snap your
1: phone. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
0: So I so. Definitely have to practice it, right? And you have to recognize when you're starting to get worked up. And even be real with your spouse and be like, babe, I know this is super important. I've talked to you about my anger or my stress when we argue. Can I please just have like five minutes to gather myself up and then come back Mm -hmm. to the conversation? Now, if you do that, and it's mostly going to be guys doing that, you have to make sure that you initiate the conversation back again because if you come back and you act like everything's fine then you guys are just gonna blow up again
1: mm-hmm.
0: right so you have to come back initiate it you know mm-hmm. say your fault what you did
1: mm-hmm. i guess that's
0: a good thing to do practice seeing your fault
1: yeah that's what i had to right? learn yeah mm-hmm. i always relied on you to apologize and i'd be like i did nothing wrong and i would just like practice like keeping my pride up and that was so unhealthy so when i was like okay Every fight, I'm gonna seek something that I did wrong just to practice humility. Mm-hmm. And now it's really paid off. I still struggle with it sometimes, but I've gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing your triggers, you know, like know things that have hurt you in the past that you're sensitive about, know like certain words that hurt you. Um, like we don't we try to stay away from using the word always or never in fights, which I'm kind of still I not I always have trouble with that. Okay. <laughs> but when you say trigger words, it can really just stir up your anger. Mm-hmm. And also, I think um, something that we used to do when we were dating is I needed that time and that space to just deconnect for a minute on mm-hmm. a phone call that was heated. Yeah. And you get so mad because you're like, I want to work it out right now, but if I needed some space to process my thoughts so I could be a better version of myself for you, mm-hmm. like that's a that's a really good step for me to take and so I think respecting what each other needs but also just remembering like you guys are a team you don't want to fight there's probably underlying issues that you don't know about like it might be deeper meaning to something which is usually on my end I always think of a deeper meaning to something um but yeah just remember
0: I hear some people say like fight it out you know
1: really fight it
0: out yeah you never heard that you just fight it out
1: Maybe be like a good fighter or something. Is well, that what people say? No,
0: like like genuinely like just try and fight it out. That's you know, so and then like get over it. It's like, no, like try and work it out. No. You know, I, like actually have a mentality of like, let's get to the bottom of this and so we can be on the same page again. Yeah. Instead of just fight both prides higher, who's gonna try and win and then you end up fighting for like a week, two weeks, a month about mm. the same stupid thing and it's mm-hmm. just like completely kills your whole marriage. Because if you're fighting, you're not being intimate,
1: mm. you're not
0: going on dates,
1: you're, you're, not not, you're not
0: connecting in any way at all, and it'd just be a complete disaster.
1: Yeah. So the next question is, what has been your biggest struggle in marriage so far? Priorities. Yeah, I think time management and priorities because... They kind of go hand yeah, in hand, right? Yeah, they do go hand in hand because you... I think that one... We were getting married. We thought we had it, like, all together. We were like, we know each other so well. It's been four years of dating. But, and I think that when we first got married, it actually really was great. Um, and we were able to adjust very well. But when we realized we had different priorities, it, like, offended one of us. Yeah.
0: So you have to learn to adapt
1: to yeah. each other. And understand, like, that person thinks, like, certain things are important.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I might. but I might not. But you have to be able to respect that.
0: Yeah, and because you, you have to remember, you're two different people, which everyone knows, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to like the exact same things. Now, fortunately for us, like you and me generally really enjoy kind of the same things, <laughs>
1: yeah. right?
0: So that's very helpful. But there's also problems with that when it's we do everything together. Well, now you're not leaving any alone time.
1: And mm-hmm. everyone
0: really does need their alone time. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you don't love your spouse. You don't love hanging out with their spouse. Because mm-hmm. I love being with you all the time. Yeah. But there is times where I need, to know I need to separate myself so that you can go read your Bible. You can have alone time with the Lord, mm-hmm. right? You can go shopping or you can do whatever you want and kind of like get out of your head, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of be yourself. And then I can go do the same thing. Sometimes you let me go work out by myself just so that can be true. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Healthy you equals healthy us. Yes. Yeah. Where did you hear that? our church. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question is I'm having trouble understanding 1 Corinthians 9:25. The gym is my passion.
0: Okay. So I will read 1 Corinthians 9:25. Where to go? Where to go? Oh, wrong page. There we go. All right. Now, everyone who competes exercises self-control and everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown. But we, an imperishable crown. So I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Mm-hmm. So, kind of context behind that, you know, the Romans, competing was a big thing, right? And so this scripture, I don't think it's saying don't go to the gym, don't work out. It's saying, don't let your only goal in life be for something that is perishable,
1: yeah, right? That's good.
0: Like, for example, let's say your whole goal in life is to buy a Ferrari, right? Mm. Why would your whole goal in life be something that's just going to turn into rust one day, mm-hmm. right? That's it. That's just like a temporary thing. Yeah. So one thing that we could say about the gym, though. So let's say like 1 Timothy, uh, where is it? 1 Timothy 4, 8. Um, It says, for training of the body has limited benefit, but godliness is beneficial in every way, since it holds uh, Mm -hmm. promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So, to kind of bounce off of 1 Corinthians 9, 25, Scripture says, like, training the body has some benefit, it has value, right? It's going to, well, for me anyway, it makes me feel better, right? Mm -hmm. It makes me more motivated, makes things not as hard, like, you've, you've probably gotten in a rut before, you know, especially, like, with your pregnancy. Sometimes you haven't worked out in a while, you feel just kind of lazy. You know, it mm-hmm. makes you not want to do anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then you work out, you know, and then you feel like you can just endlessly do a bunch of stuff.
1: That is me every time I work out now. Right. I'm just like, I can conquer the world. <laughs> so,
0: but our goal is to not make everything about fitness. Yeah. Right? You have to practice everything. That's That's what our whole marriage podcast is about, healthy marriage. It's not just about marriage. It's not mm. just about health. Right? It's how to be healthy in all areas of your life. Mm-hmm. That's going to lead to a healthy marriage. And to have a healthy marriage, both of you need to be healthy on your own, too.
1: Yeah, and that right? works differently for everybody. And just mm-hmm. having that healthy balance.
0: Yeah. So we actually brought up the First Timothy eight on our first podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, you can go check that out, too. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, we just wanted to emphasize that if you're between like going to the gym or spending time with your wife or doing scripture or whatever, like what are you prioritizing first? Mm-hmm. And that's something that like I'm still working on myself. That's kind of, they said the biggest struggle, you know, which is priorities. Mm. Is especially with all the career changes, getting everything in order to where you can do everything that you you want to do and that's good for you.
1: Yeah. So the next question is what do you do if your spouse doesn't pursue Jesus like you do?
0: Hmm. That,
1: it's a them. good one. <laughs> yeah, no, I think kidding. that me and you are very similar with how we pursue Jesus, like, which, I mean, you don't need to be similar in those ways. You just want to know that, like, your spouse loves Jesus passionately and has, like, a discipline and a drive to get to know the Lord even more. Um, but I do think that we've had different seasons where maybe I'm doing a little bit better spiritually, you're not, or vice versa. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that people need to talk about when it comes to marriage.
0: I guess there, there might be like two different examples of this. One, kind of what you just said, your spouse might be kind of a rut. You know, yeah. you know, they really love Jesus. They're really passionate, you know, like mm-hmm. you and me. But let's say there's a week where I'm just like super stressed out. And I'm like, honey, like I don't want to read. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to do any of that. Well, you know, I'm in a rut. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like hate the Lord. So mm-hmm. it's like, what would you do if I was like that?
1: I mean, we've already had some experience with that, right. but I think that I just try to like push and challenge you in those ways where I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, babe, like, I know that you've been stressed out. Have you tried reading your Bible? Like, have right. you tried- And that's what I need. I yeah. need you to
0: push me. Some people, yeah, you some push them, people you can't it's going to be worse, way. right? So yeah. really learn your spouse.
1: Yeah, right? learn your spouse. Ask them what they need when you are in a rut, not just spiritually, but, like, with other things, too. Maybe it's, like, if they're overeating or something, like, how, mm. ask them how you want to approach them about something like that. Mm. Um, like, why are they overeating? Yeah. Because, what changes are you seeing? Yeah, because some people, like... Uh, uh, my mom will straight up be like, yo, you are getting weight, mister. <laughs> <laughs> but some people need it more gentle and be like, hey, like, what can I cook for you? <laughs> like, yeah. just issues like that and know your spouse. But I think for me, I've just been able to push and challenge you in those ways. Mm-hmm. So what do you think?
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, the other side that I was going to talk to you, talk to everyone about would be if your spouse just doesn't like
1: Oh, yeah. Jesus. That's a different Like, just doesn't
0: believe like you do,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know? Now, in that regard, I think really the only thing you can do, honestly, is pray about it. I know that sounds super simple, and that's what everyone says. But, like, are you truly, Mm -hmm. truly praying about it? And, two, are you leading by example? Mm
1: -hmm. Right? That's good.
0: Like, honestly, you kind of want your spouse, and I think they naturally will. I don't know if you'd agree with this, but they're naturally going to feel like they're missing something. If you're really mm. pursuing the Lord, yeah. right? You have this abundant peace over you, this you know, abundant True. love that you give, and mm. your your spouse might be like, Why don't I have that? What mm-hmm. am I missing? Like, oh, it's because of Jesus, right? Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. Right. Hopefully. Now now, since this is a marriage podcast, you're probably already married.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you're
0: not and you're with someone who isn't Christian, mm-hmm. that's you know. To us, that's personally a really big red flag. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to go into a marriage wanting to change somebody. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's a big no-no. Because the odds of you actually changing them is super low. Especially in an area like that, Mm -hmm. you're not the one that changes them. Jesus does. Mm -hmm. Like I said, all you can do is pray about it and lead by example. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's Jesus that's doing the changing. You know, we've heard and seen of a lot of instances where, you know, people weren't, you know, Christian or anything Mm -hmm. like that or really devout Christians and their spouse was, and they end up becoming more like their spouse because they led Mm. really well.
1: Yeah. Well, that was like my parents' marriage at first. Mm. So um, now they like love Jesus passionately, but in the beginning of their relationship, they just did not know the Lord the same way. And they got themselves into a lot of issues. And I have learned from that myself. And I wanted to make sure I got a good godly man in the very beginning And you're going to have struggles, but you can get through them together. Um, But I definitely think that back then when we were dating, sometimes I would be doing a little bit better, maybe spiritually. Like I was on a spiritual high at some times, and I would judge you. I see
0: where you're going with this. Yeah, I would judge you. Let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit. (laughs) Because there are some spouses, and we've seen this so much. You know, Claudia and I, we both went to um, Bible college Mm -hmm. and we graduated from that. But we saw so many people where. If their significant other, spouse or fiance, yeah. boyfriend, girlfriend, if they weren't like keeping up with them necessarily, mm-hmm. like they got judged so hard.
1: That's and like, so bad. you
0: cannot do that. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between pushing someone to like do better and then
1: controlling that. And then,
0: why aren't you doing as good as me?
1: Uh huh. That's like a prideful thing. Oh, yeah. That's not out of love.
0: That's like you opening your Bible as a check mark to be like, I did this and my spouse didn't. Yeah. That's terrible. It needs to be, let me go bring my Bible over to my spouse and let me read with them and kind of help them.
1: Yeah. But I remember, like, low-key judging you. If I, like, spent three hours in my Bible and you were like, I haven't even read my Bible today or something, I would just be so mean to you. I would just be like, you're like, are you even prioritizing Jesus at all? (laughs) And I think that was just so bad because I think – being in the Word for Bible college really, like, affected my brain. So I was so just, like, true. on a spiritual high. we went from high.
0: literally waking up, reading Scripture, going to school, mm-hmm. learning about it literally for eight hours, mm-hmm. going home, studying it, yeah. doing essays over it, going back into it. Like, you're just constantly in the Word. Mm-hmm. And then you get out of college and you're not really forced to do that. Mm-hmm. So I guess two things happen is you either feel like you need to stick with it, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, me. like, oh, I'm not keeping up with myself, right? Yeah. And then you feel bad that you're not keeping up with yourself. Or it's you completely just stop and you're yeah. like, I need a break.
1: Yeah. right Which
0: I think I kind of hit that, yeah. that breaking point where I'm like, I need to just like step back.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think
0: I did it in like a healthy way
1: yeah
0: where I'm not being overly, I don't know how to say it properly. Like, you don't want to say like Because not- you should be obsessed for the Lord, yeah. but I wasn't, I need to step back because I was like, being, like, mad at myself for not, like, keeping up with my mm-hmm. past self. Like, well, you used to do this. You used to read this much. Mm-hmm. Study this. Study that. Pray this long. Do that. And now you're not. So you're, like, a horrible Christian now. Yeah. And that's exactly the opposite of what Jesus teaches us.
1: Yeah. I think you just want to stay away from religion where you, like, felt the yeah. lies mm-hmm. upon your shoulders. Like, you have to do this if you love Jesus. And I was the opposite, where I'm like, babe, like, I'm struggling because I cannot read my Bible for three hours anymore. I don't know why, I just can't. And you're like, what the heck? Like, it's okay. Like, you're not, what are you striving to be, okay? Mm -hmm. And so, anyways, there's just, there's a bunch of different issues that have come up along our way with that. But I definitely would suggest not judging your spouse when they are in a rut. Because um, that really affected our relationship when I would do that. Mm -hmm. You really did not feel connected with me. And you didn't really want to open up about your struggles because you felt like I was trying to, like, fix you. Mm -hmm. And that really got in the way of our connection. So the next question, the last question, says, What are the hardships of becoming one flesh? Like understanding and respecting each other's needs and desires, even if it's not what one or the other prefers. Or knowing when to put your foot down because it's the best for the other, even when it makes them upset. What do you think, babe? So
0: I think, I kind of answered the first question. Like, what are the hardships of becoming one flesh? I think that kind of goes into kind of what we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Kind of actually all the other subjects. Yeah. Um, And then, like, understanding and respecting each other's needs and desires, even if it's not what one or the other prefers. So I think that comes along with, like, how we mentioned earlier how, a lot of things we like to do in common. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you you really do need to respect what the other person likes, even if you feel like it's, like, stupid.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if
0: they feel, like, if they feel really happy doing it, and they get a lot of joy from it, and they can grow in that area, and you see that they just have so much joy, like, you need to see more, more like, you need to get more joy from their joy.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like of when you have kids, it. like, I thought about this the other day, like, We have a dog named Chief. He's a cute little black lab. But I just wanted to give him a treat to make him so happy. And I realized that's what, like, the Lord does with us. Like, he just wants to give us gifts because he loves seeing us happy. And it kind of goes hand-in-hand with your marriage. Like, you should want your spouse to do things that make them happy. Because it should be making you happy and helping you to connect better with them.
0: Right. But there's also limits, though. Like, if you have a spouse who... Is in the dangers of video games.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And you get lost in that for eight hours a day. Yeah. That's, even if it's making you happy, it's making you, like, worse of a person.
1: Yeah. Honestly.
0: And again, with video games, I don't like them personally because I used to play them all the time and I loved it. And it's so hard to stop. It's addictive. It's super addicting and that's why I don't like it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you're someone who can play games, you really enjoy it, and you can give yourself a stopping point, so be it.
1: Yeah, well, it kind of goes hand-in-hand with the other question that says, like, when do you put your foot down? So I think when it comes to supporting your other's happiness, um, I think it just has to do with how healthy of a passion or desire or hobby is it that they are pursuing. Because if it's hurting them and it's hurting you guys, like – Healthy you equals healthy us. Like it's going to be hurting your marriage. So if you're spending 10 hours doing video games, like that is not, that's when you need to put your foot down.
0: Right. But don't put your foot down in anger. Yeah. Sit him down say, babe, I know you love this so much and this is your passion. I don't want to take that from you. Mm-hmm. But who's your spouse? Is it this or yeah. is it me? Yeah. If you're putting more time into this, then your priorities are off yeah right so say hey if you can't i want to stop all of it mm-hmm. right not the marriage but <laughs> whatever you're doing right yeah. but if you can i would love for you to put a time limit on this so we can have more time together we can have a hobby together we can do our own thing
1: yeah and we're still learning ourselves especially with time management like when do we when do we stop things when do we start things and mm-hmm. it's just something you have to learn as you go but mm-hmm. just have grace with each other and have lots of love
0: All right, babe. Well, I could talk to you for hours and days and years over this kind of stuff. And that's why I married you. But we're going to have to stop for today. Now, if you guys have any other questions, feel free to DM us, um, the Healthy Marriage Podcast on Instagram. We got a lot of questions in this time and we couldn't get to all of them. Um, So if if you didn't hear your question today, we might bring it up the next week. Um, And if you still have more questions, feel free to keep sending them in.
1: Well, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining the Healthy Marriage Podcast.